0: Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 29 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 31, Blood Sugar 101. And on today's episode, we're discussing how to eat for optimal blood sugar control and
1: why this matters for those with and without diabetes. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. We are so happy to have you with us, as always. And today we're talking about November being American Diabetes Month. And in this episode, we are specifically going to talk about tips to manage your blood sugar. And to be honest, this is important for people with diabetes as well as people who don't have diabetes because what we eat affects our blood sugar, and that affects how we feel on a daily basis. That's
0: right. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned that because it really is relevant to all of us. Um, you know, so definitely listen up here. Uh, so let's just set the stage a little bit and begin with a little bit of a background, um, on carbs and blood sugar and ultimately how they work in your body. So carbohydrates are the body's main source of fuel, and they offer a variety of vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients. So there are three different types of carbohydrate, including starches, sugars, and dietary fiber. Now further breaking it down, starches are present in plant-based foods such as potatoes, peas, corn, beans, bread, rice, and other grain products. Sugars occur naturally in foods such as fruit and milk. And then of course, there are also added sugars, which are found in foods like candy, cakes, soft drinks, even different yogurts. Um, It's, you know, like in condiments, breakfast cereals, and so many more things. Um, And then lastly would be dietary fiber, which is an indigestible part of plant foods that helps promote digestive and heart health.
1: Whew. Yes, Did you get I out? know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of times I kind of forget that like there's so much when it comes to carbohydrates. But when you look at a food label, there is a lot of things under. So you'll get like your total carbs. It'll often say fiber under there. It might say sugar. And now even they're breaking it down and showing you how much added sugar is in that product. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, like things like yogurt is a good example. There's naturally sugar in yogurt from the lactose But then some yogurts also have added sugar. So now you can kind of compare and contrast, um, you know, and and get what you're looking for.
0: That's right. Um,
1: Okay. So once we eat carbs, what happens in our bodies? And I really like this. I think it's just a good explanation to kind of help understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So we get energy from the foods that we eat and specifically carbohydrates. So those carbohydrates are broken down into glucose, which is the simplest form of sugar, and this is also referred to as your blood sugar. Now, glucose is the main source of energy for your body and your brain. Um, and as your blood glucose rises, so after eating carbohydrates, your pancreas releases this hormone called insulin. And insulin is basically the vehicle that moves the glucose from your blood into your cells because your cells need that glucose for energy so they can perform their functions throughout your body. Um, and I do want to note that protein and fat do not affect your blood sugar. It's only carbohydrates, but again, carbohydrates are the number one source of prefer uh, number one source of energy for our bodies and the preferred source of energy for our bodies. So I know you might be thinking, well, what about keto? Because that's very low in carbohydrates. Um, so kind of what's happening there is you're going to you're running out of carbs in your body. And so your body starts breaking down other things to provide an alternate source of energy for your body and your brain. Um, but We kind of like the, we like the, the preferred method of
0: carbs. Of course, you know, why not kind of just, you know, do what your body's built to do, right? And I think we address this, um, in a lot more detail, of course, you know, low carb diets in in general and, and talking about keto, um, you know, in a previous episode, so definitely go back, dig through the archives and look for that episode, um, you know, specific to low carb diets and, and really why you need to eat carbs, um, to feel your best. Um, so now taking, taking a closer look here, you know, again, we acknowledge that it's American diabetes month. So let's look more about diabetes and kind of break it down among, um, you know, those different types of conditions here. So in type one diabetes, the pancreas does not produce insulin and therefore glucose can't get into the cells where it's needed. So it continues to circulate in the blood, which increases blood sugar levels. So an individual with this condition needs to take insulin daily to regulate their blood sugar. Now, in type two diabetes, the body produces insulin, but it either doesn't make enough or the body body doesn't respond properly. So that glucose doesn't get into the cell very effectively. It's kind of like locked out if you want to picture it like that. Uh, and now there's also a condition that affects a lot of folks that may not even realize it. Um, and that's called pre-diabetes. And this is when your blood sugar, your typical blood sugar levels are starting to creep up, but they're not yet high enough to meet that um, kind of criteria that is type two diabetes diagnosis. So if left uncontrolled, prediabetes can eventually become type two diabetes. So listeners, I mean, I think one of our biggest messages here is if you have not yet had a blood sugar screening, or it's been a very long time, again, you may not realize that your blood sugar is starting to creep up. So definitely uh, get in and see your physician for that fasting blood sugar check.
1: Yeah. And that's the perfect segue into what I was going to talk about, because um, we really can't feel it. Like, we're you know, at a certain particular point of the day, like, you know, sometimes you get a headache and you know, but you can't really feel having high blood sugar in that moment. Um, and the trouble is that when – glucose stays in the blood for too long, like circulating in your blood, not getting in your cells, it can damage your nerves and your blood vessels. And over time, that could lead to an increased risk for heart disease or kidney disease or problems with your vision and much, much more. Um, So it's really critical to get that routine fasting blood sugar screening from your physician. Definitely, just, you know, to Catherine's point, again, you know, some different things and damage could be um, occurring.
0: And again, you wouldn't even know it without knowing your numbers, as that phrase is, know your numbers, both for your heart health, as well as on your, you know, risk for diabetes. Um, You know, so definitely we want to reinforce that, you know, so if you do feel symptoms of, you know, high blood sugar, they might include fatigue, increased thirst, blurry vision, or frequent trips to the bathroom. So sometimes if you go online and do a screening for type two diabetes, uh, you know, some of these different things might actually pop up as, you know, are you experiencing these things? Again, they could be related to something else, but you know, it's just something to note as far as, you know, how they relate to high blood sugar.
1: Yeah, and speaking of um just like a quick online check, the American Diabetes Association, if you go to their website, they actually have a risk quiz and you can answer some simple questions there and they kind of show you what your risk of diabetes is. And so, I think it's just really interesting. Um So, okay. So now let's look on the other hand. If you have really low blood sugar or called hypoglycemia, um, you might feel these symptoms. I think we've all kind of felt this occasionally, um, where you're just all of a sudden you're really starving. You've gone too long without eating. You have really low blood sugar. And sometimes you might get to the point where it's pretty extreme, where you're feeling dizzy and weak. Um, you might even start sweating. Um, you might have a lack of coordination, um, irritability, and, and really sometimes that can these can come on really suddenly. Um, So the best thing is to try not to, to have this happen.
0: That's right. Um, you know, I think this is a great example of why you always want to make sure that you've eaten something before you go to the grocery store, right? (laughs) Because if these symptoms come on and you're in the aisle, I mean, who knows what you're going to go home with, right? Um, and so, um, to kind of further explain, you know, the amount and type of carbohydrates and really how they affect your blood sugar. I think this is such a, a great example. Um, so big swings in blood sugar can really affect your energy level. They can leave you feeling just drained and zapped, moody, tired, um, you know unable to concentrate i mean really nothing that you want to experience especially if you can control it which you can um so i think a great example here is you know comparing what happens to your body when you eat a donut versus uh whole wheat toast with peanut butter for breakfast so after you've eaten that delicious sugary powdered sugar coated donut that's mostly sugar, your blood sugar will spike pretty rapidly and then it will drop quite rapidly compared to the whole grain toast that has fiber, whole grains, there's just a lot more to it. Also some plant-based protein that will actually increase your blood sugar much more steadily. And then it will also help to lower your blood sugar much more steadily. Um, and not to mention actually the plant-based, you know, the healthful fat that you're getting from the peanut butter. Um, and so all of those different components just make it a lot more complex to digest, meaning that it takes a lot longer to kind of, again, influence your blood sugar and also help to lower it. Um, so I think when you really compare those types of examples, you understand why we recommend eating well-balanced types of foods and snacks and things like that, which we'll get into momentarily, but why something like a simple type of carbohydrate, mostly sugar, like a donut, isn't necessarily the
1: best choice. Right, and if you are, you know, of course we're, we're not saying don't ever eat a donut. Oh, maybe heck no. Just, exactly, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, Beth and I enjoy them regularly on our own. But if you are going to maybe add something to that to make it a more balanced, like maybe you add some fresh fruit and some nuts or something like that to get some fiber in there, some healthy fats and, and all that good stuff. So, um, okay. So we wanted to share, we have four tips to really help, um, to optimally control your blood sugar. So you just feel your best every day. So the first, and I know we mentioned this, I don't know, probably not every episode, but a lot of them is to to eat. (laughs) Yes. Um, eat regular meals and snacks. So we don't want to go too long without eating because then you're really at risk for the low blood sugar where again, you might be feeling those things like, you know, dizzy or weak, um, and just be especially starving. Um, and this really is very important for someone on, you know, blood sugar, lowering medication or insulin for diabetes management. Uh, we don't want that blood sugar to go too low. That's right. Uh, And this next tip really is also a repeat, which, you know, I guess I like to
0: say that because we are reinforcing similar in good behaviors, you know, frequently, Um, you know, and planning ahead is just something that we've talked about in a lot of different ways, you know, over the life of our podcast here, Um, you know, so planning ahead. And what I mean by that is just really taking snacks with you on the go when you're going to work, if you're going, you know, outside running errands, if you're just traveling for a little bit, you know, making sure you have something easily available that you can snack on just so that. when you do potentially start to feel hungry, or maybe you experience some of those low blood sugar symptoms, you have a quick, easy, nutritious go-to type of snack. And again, planning ahead helps you, um, you know, avoid a fast food restaurant or a convenience store where you just may not make the best choice. Um, you know, so some great snacks would be, and again, these are one of, I think this is one of Catherine's in my favor, a DIY trail mix kind of thing that's, uh, com- that's consisting of Whole grain cereal, no sugar added or lower sugar uh, dried fruit, nuts and seeds. So you get a lot of different textures and um, you know fiber, plant based protein, a lot of different nutrients. And again, it's just a lot more satisfying. And something like nuts, so like almonds, walnuts, pistachios, for example they also contribute that healthful fat that helps to slow the body's absorption of sugar, just helping you to feel full longer and just keeping that blood sugar within, you know, kind of a good controlled range. And the other thing, so this is obviously a shelf stable type of snack, something that doesn't need to be refrigerated, but you know, if you have a cooler, you're taking a lunchbox, you have access to a refrigerator, you know, foods like yogurt cups, you know, cottage cheese, string cheese, you know, hummus and vegetables, or, you know, different types
1: of uh, fresh cut fruit, you know, any one of those would be awesome snacks as well. That's right. I always, if I'm, even if I'm running errands and I only think it's gonna be like an hour, I still grab a granola bar and throw it in the car just in case. Um, Or there's usually always one in my console or something like that. Um, And Beth is notorious. She always keeps a a container of almonds on her desk. There's always almonds there. I
0: just snacked on almonds yesterday and I was thinking of you as I was enjoying them <laughs> because I knew that that was something you you have always mentioned about me. But it just really helps to make you feel better and it helps to lift you up when you're starting to just feel that little that's that's right. bit of fuzziness in your brain. <laughs>
1: when we all need a snack, yes. All right. So tip number three is to incorporate more whole grains, vegetables, and plant based protein in meals. So again, those types of things have fiber. They have the protein um, that's going to help to really um, delay the spike of blood sugar that, you know, that blood sugar is not going to rise as quickly. Um, So to build a balanced meal, try using this formula. So, you know, visually divide your dinner plate in half. And then fill half of that plate with fruits and veggies um, and then fill the remaining half of that plate with some lean or plant-based protein, um, some anything like salmon or chicken or ground turkey, beef, pork, beans. There's soy products. There's so many options. Um, and then fill the rest of it with whole grains. So brown rice, quinoa, whole wheat pasta, um, that is going to make just such a filling and satisfying meal. Um, my go-to thing since we've been home for, well, a while now for COVID, but my go-to meals are a little bit of brown rice, um, salmon because it cooks so quickly. Like I can cook it for lunch and it's ready in 15 minutes. And then I also throw some frozen veggies on the tray when I bake the salmon. So like lunch is done in literally 30 minutes. Um, and you just have that like balanced, delicious meal.
0: Yeah, and and, you know, too, I think the benefit of really planning and, and, you know, putting your plate together in this way, you know, it really does add that visual appeal. So you have a lot of different colors and textures and flavors, you know, and I think it's just good to compare when you have, again, that protein, you know, and the vegetables and then the grain, you know, if you think of that versus just eating a big plate full of spaghetti and just sauce, where again, you're getting a lot more simple carbohydrates. So you don't have those other components that really do give that meal staying power. Um, you know, I think then the final point here to make is, you know, again, across the board, we would recommend just being very. very. Very sensible with your alcohol consumption, you know, but for blood sugar management, you want to make sure you're not enjoying a beverage on an empty stomach. So drinking alcohol can cause your blood sugar to drop up to 24 hours later. Um, And I think this is just really important to know, especially for those that might be on some type of uh, blood sugar lowering medication, you know, or insulin, just to know how alcohol does affect you know, your blood sugar levels. Um, you know, so this is because your body is trying to clear the alcohol out of the system. Um, you know, so this is why your blood sugar is lowering. So it's just really important to, you know, have that beverage with you know some type of snack, um, you know, before and, you know, definitely after as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So those are our four tips. So, you know, eat regular meals and snacks to prevent that blood sugar from getting too low um, and planning ahead. Um, also incorporating more whole grains, vegetables, leaner plant-based protein, and then being um, sensible with alcohol consumption. So Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? Yeah. You know, this one I think is just so crystal clear to me and
0: I would say it's, you know, just reinforcing the importance of knowing your numbers, knowing what your fasting blood sugar is. Um, even if you don't think you have any concerns over it, that's great, but it doesn't hurt to go just get a check and then you have a benchmark so that for future doctor's visits, you kind of know how to compare, you know, so scheduling that with your physician as soon as you can and just, you know, being
1: aware of what's going on in your body. Yep. I love it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wise dietitians at wisemarkets.com.
0: The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.